Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Pastor Edwin. Have you ever heard the phrase, watch and pray? Sure, you go to church and people tell you, hey, you need to watch and pray. But what are they talking about? They're talk- I-, I believe they're talking about what Jesus said in Matthew 26, 41, where it says, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. I want to talk about that to watch and pray just for a second, but I'm going to read out of uh, Matthew's 26 uh, verse. Um, we're going to start at verse 31, and this is a part where Jesus is telling Peter that he will deny him, and Peter's like, no, that'll never happen. See, well, Christ already knew what was about to happen. So verse 31, Matthew's chapter 26 says, Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. Now he's talking about this because it's time. The uh, betrayal and the arrest of, of him, of Jesus, is at hand. It's coming. They've already um, sat down for the la- Lord's Supper, the Last Supper, okay, pa- celebrating the Passover with the disciples. And after this, he pointed out who his betrayer was going to be. But that's not what we're focusing on here. We're focusing on what Jesus says about to watch and pray and why okay so he tells he says to Peter that um, um, he tells them all that all of them will be stumbled they will stumble because of me this night because it is written what's about to happen they don't know what's about to happen it says it's written I will strike and it's Zechariah 13 7 I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered verse 32 but after I have been raised I will go before you to Galilee he was already letting them know predicting what's going to happen, um, where they're going to meet up afterwards. And Peter answered and said to him, Even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you that this night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. But yet, we know Peter, right? He's stubborn. He says, No, Lord. He says, Peter says to him, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples right after Peter. So now, after that took place, the reason why I wanted to read that part, because I want you to read what happens to Peter as far as denial goes, okay? We can fall into denial, even with our own path, even with our own walk, okay? And, and, And seeking Christ, we're all learning every day. We don't learn everything and then just stop. And we continue to learn every day something new. God has shown us something new every day, teaching us something new all the time. So now they reached a place, okay, um, called the the uh, uh, place called the Gethsemane Garden, right? And Jesus came with him to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, "Sit here while I go and pray over there." He didn't go alone. He took with him Peter and two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. You know what it is to be sorrowful and deeply distressed? You ever um, uh, um, know that something's about to happen and you have no control over it at all? And you don't want to lose what you have. You don't want to be separated from it. Again, this represents the love that Christ had for all his people, for his disciples, for all of us, in fact, where he doesn't want to be apart from us. So here we go into it. Verse 38, Then he said to them, 
My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. See, and he first told them to watch, okay? Watch. What are they watching for? What are they watching for? They need to see, right? Okay, we're going to get into that. You're going to see what it is that we need to watch for when we pray to Jesus. Verse 39, he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus wasn't saying, yo, I don't want to do this. He was saying, is, is there a better way that I have to go through this? But not how I want to do it, because how we want to do things, see, how we want to do things, how the flesh wants to do things is run. Sometimes they want to run away. They want to uh -uh, add things, obstacles, other people, distractions to try and take away the cup that we're supposed to drink. And let me tell you, a lot of pastors that have come into, have been called, that have uh, um, ran away from the calling or not answered the calling right away, as we say, they know exactly what I'm talking about. They experienced it firsthand. Okay? So verse 40 says, Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Wow. He, he was away for one whole hour praying to the Father. You know, when he said he was, his soul was exceedingly, his spirit was exceedingly sorrowful. Even to death, I mean, he really meant it because to sit there, who here that is listening to this can honestly say, I can sit for a whole hour and pray to God. And it isn't just using a formal words or prayer or anything like that. It's talking to him, being in conversation with God. How many of us can say that? I can stay a whole hour in conversation with God. And that's where you know you're disciplined in the Word of God. You're a true believer and a disciple of Jesus Christ. Or you want to spend that time. And the only way you can do that, to spend a whole hour or more, is to want to spend time with the Lord. We all do things. There's, there's other things like playing baseball or catch outside, fishing, uh, video games, uh, going to the zoos, the markets or whatever. We all want to do those things. You see, so we do them and we can spend a long time doing them. How many hours do we spend at the edge of a riverbank fishing for fish? Even if we catch nothing, we continue on three, four hours at a time. But when it comes to praying to God and speaking to him about our own personal lives, seconds, minutes, and we're done, we're finished with it. But if we really are true believers and we understand, come into this understanding this is why I bring it up so you guys can understand that coming into prayer, we watch what God does. We watch around us. We watch how the enemy runs away. We watch how things are being done. Now Christ told them to watch. Watch for what? It's, it was dark out there, right? They were, Spiritually speaking, they were supposed to pray also. Watch and pray, said to them in verse 41. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. And there it is. There it is. Lest you enter into temptation. So when we can spend all that time doing all these other things and we take seconds and minutes just to pray to Jesus, pray to God and, and, and have be done with it and continue on with our lives. And even though we're going through something crazy that we don't understand that's happening in our lives and we just do this quick little prayer here and there, this is where we fall into temptation to do those things 
that I mentioned, like adding in obstacles, uh, uh, other foreign objects that come into the spiritual realm of God and you and the Holy Spirit and Jesus and where you lose track. And then your time in prayer gets shorter and shorter to the point where you don't pray anymore. You end up putting things in front of you to make you feel better about that incident or, or situation that you're in or whatever it may be. You see, so Jesus says to them, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. That temptation, as I said, is you guys, me, all of us falling into something other than prayer with Christ. Who can help us? Who can correct us? Who can give us strength? Our God. He's not a liar. He's given us, he's given us love. He's changed our lives. I'm sure many of you that have, are listening to this have heard this can witness, testify to the fact that Jesus is your Lord. That he has changed something in you that you've never thought you would do. You're doing today for his will. Under his authority. Not your own. Not because you decided. But under his authority. Because you know it pleases him. You know that this is living for Christ. And to serve Christ is living a life of abundance. You receive what he promises. So let's finish verse 41. Jesus says, The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak again the flesh is weak we have this flesh it's a reminder we have flesh all right we're a spirit living inside of a body we're a living spirit living in a body of flesh okay and we have a soul and this flesh is wicked is dirty it's disgusting it doesn't love God our spirit loves God our soul is growing up to love God. And this is where we go into. We see what Jesus said right in the beginning. He said, my soul. He didn't say my spirit. He said, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful. Even to the death. Where you get that feeling of, of uh, 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 something's about to end. You have no control over it. So verse 42 again. A second time he went away and prayed. Saying, oh my father. If this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. He is so willing to do it. He doesn't want to change anything. He understands. Christ has shown us here that he understands he can't change anything. He's under the authority of the Father in heaven. You see? He's under the authority of God. He's under the authority of the Almighty God, the Creator of all. Huh? So he's under the authority of love. Remember that. Under the authority of of love. When he says the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We know what that is. Because if he listens to his flesh, then he's going to want to pass that cup up. He's going to want to find a way to do it differently his way. So that's why he says, oh my father, he continues to talk to his father, to our father in heaven. If this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. This is the only way that it's going to go away is that I have to drink it. And each and every one of us, we face a trial in our lives, and we call it a cup. Drink it. We used to tell people, hey, take your medicine, kid. You'll get better, right? So we drink the cup because we trust in God. We know that He is in control of everything. So we don't fight Him. Okay? Verse 43. And He came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. What are the eyes? The eyes are flesh, right? Flesh. So He left them went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Man, he was praying for a long time, and them dudes were snoozing, right? 
So then at 45, then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. In these things, I want to talk about how Jesus tells us, you know, uh, um, we can be frustrated about a lot of things that we go through in our lives. A lot of things that we face. And have you ever been frustrated? I mean, I, I've been frustrated with some things. I mean, with uh, especially weaknesses in our flesh. Have you ever resolved never more to yield to her, uh, a type of sin? Have you ever done that? Yet when the temptation came, you fell right back into it. It's like you did something. You're like, oh man, I can't do that. I can't look at those things. I can't hear those things. I can't watch them things. I can't do these things. And you try to convince yourself and you, and you want to do that. But yet when that temptation comes, you fall right back into it. Have you fallen right back into it? I mean, this happened to all of us. Even the disciple Peter, as I talked about, we read in the scripture, he swore he would never deny Jesus. But he did it anyway. Time and time again. And when I say that, I don't mean that it was a long period of time. He did it in one setting. You know, one person grabs him and says, Hey, you know, you know that, aren't you his follower? He's, he denies him. Hey, I know you. You, you walk with the Galilean. Denies him. Hey, you're that disciple of Jesus, aren't you? He denies him. All in one setting at the time when, he, when Jesus was being judged. But there is, however, something we can do to keep from falling prey to temptations like that. We can watch and pray. As Jesus said, watch and pray, right? That's what Jesus told Peter and the other disciples to do in the Garden of Gethsemane. He knew they were about to be tempted. And he knew the weakness of their flesh would overcome them if they didn't strengthen their spirits through prayer. Does that mean if they started to pray, the things that were going to happen to Christ would not have happened? No. But they would have been in tune with him. They would have been connected with him in prayer. Okay, and they would have seen what was about to happen. Watch. See? He knew the weakness of their flesh would overcome them. They didn't strengthen their spirits through prayer. They needed to pray. That's true for you and me too. That's why um, in Jude 20 and 21, God tells us much the same thing that Jesus told his disciples that very same night. He says, but you, beloved, build yourselves up on your most holy faith praying in the Holy Spirit, guard and keep yourselves in the love of God. That was uh, the verse through the Amplified Bible, just in case you're following through NKJV. But where do you get that from? <laughs> okay, God knows even better than we do that our flesh has been trained to flow the world stream. We do it. Our flesh is trained to go with the flow. Whatever happens in the world, we go with the flow. We just follow through with it. Okay, we all, oh, well, especially in this time of the month in the year where, where you know, October is coming and the time where people celebrate uh, Halloween. And um, not to go into that, but it's part of it. A lot of people, they adapt into the things that they don't need to adapt into. Same thing as the world. You go out there, you see people wearing a fashion. People adapt to that fashion so they can fit in. They go with the world, right? They go with the flow of the world stream and they continue on instead of tuning into God. Don't fall into those temptations where it draws you away from the things of the Lord. 
He knows that even though our born-again spirits are reaching for God, our untrained flesh will always have a tendency to fall into this sin. And this is why uh, we've come into a lot of discipleship studies through Operation Solid Lives, where we help people come to understand little by little. Um, And through Jerry Dearman, God bless him, he's made this possible for so many other pastors and churches and other people that want to know more about God. There's a whole lot of other studies out there too as well. I'm not knocking none of them, but this is just one that we're using as a nice setting. All of them have good settings, but this is also a nice setting too that we get into this and people come to train their flesh, okay? I mean, the flesh is always gonna come against you. We need to stay in prayer, watching always, right? We draw closer to God so the devil can flee from us. So he, he's given us the ability to pray in other tongues as well, uh, to strengthen our spirit and build it up until it takes over our flesh, okay? As we pray in the spirit, Romans 8.26 tells us, the spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness, for we do not know what prayer to offer nor how to offer it worthily as we ought but the spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf again that's out of the amplified bible is it any wonder that apostle paul you think about this wonder about this okay and apostle paul said i thank my god i speak with tongues more than than you all uh, and that's from first corinthians 14 18 it is one of the most powerful tools god gave god has given us is to speak in tongues and we're not getting into that conversation right now, but listen to the what I'm saying here. Don't focus on the fact of speaking in tongues. Listen to what God is saying. God has given us a powerful tool, so don't neglect to use it. Follow the instructions in Ephesians 6:18 and pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching therefore thereinto with all perseverance. And this means that it doesn't mean that you have to go in there knowing what you're going to say. You don't know. You close the door and go into prayer with the Lord and you speak. And you know what? Sometimes you start mumbling and, you're, and you correct yourself. That as well could have been your spiritual language that only God can hear and understand. You see, it's not something that you do out in the open like we talked about. But again, we're not getting into that teaching today. Don't make the mistake that Peter made, okay? When temptation comes to your door, don't let it catch you sleeping. Be prepared. Make sure your spirit is strong enough to rise above it. So watch and pray in the name of Jesus.